This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. A unanimous vote late Wednesday in the U.S. Senate passed a record $2.2 trillion emergency relief bill to support the country's citizens and its businesses. But it wasn't without some drama in the hours prior. Now the bill goes to the House of Representatives, which could do a voice vote and have it approved without all members showing up on Capitol Hill. The hope is that this vote will occur on Friday. Richard Prisanzano is Director of Policy Analysis with the Penn Wharton Budget Model, and he joins me on the phone right now. Richard, great to have you with us today. Yeah, I'm sorry that we're not in the same room. Usually we do this uh, much closer than we are right now. Yeah, it is. It is, Richard, but still great to have you with us. So I guess let's give a, a, first give us your overall view of the relief bill. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's pretty good. I think the important thing is that we're getting, you know, people that need checks are going to get them. Um, you know, you're getting the $1,200 per adult, you know, uh, five bucks for dependents under 17, those sorts of things. I think that's important. I think that the way that they're implementing them through the 2018-2019 returns is the quickest way because it's kind of what IRS has on file. They can send those things out. Um, And then I think, you know, things like delaying the employer side payroll tax, I think, keeps some cash in businesses, um, uh, which I think is is generally good. And I think, you know, from my perspective, the important thing here is that, you know, that these things go out and that there's cash in in hand because, you know, as everyone knows, um, everyone's being told to stay home and that, that has a great effect on, workers and, and, and businesses, you know, throughout the economy. But even, even Richard, with the bill, if it's passed in the House of Representatives on Friday, it sounds like some aspects of the bill it will still take a couple of weeks. Those checks that you talk about, uh, Steve Mnuchin uh, did a TV interview earlier today on CNBC, and he mentioned the fact that uh, they would like to have those checks for three weeks. So there's still a little bit of, of time where people are really going to have to focus on, on managing their, their, uh, their resources here. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, I think three weeks, I think, would be right. I mean, I think the safe thing is probably to say it's probably a little bit longer than that. But we just have to think about the mechanics of it, of what the IRS has to do. I mean, they have to, you know, there's programs that have to be written to read all of the electronic returns people filed, get the addresses, the, the direct deposits, and then send them. So that's, there is some just some time to do that. So, yeah, I think for the next couple of weeks, people should be kind of make sure they have those belts tightened. Um, I mean, obviously, people aren't getting out and so that probably helps some. Um, but yeah, I think three weeks would be great. I would, you know, my gut tells me it's going to be a little bit longer than that. But um, I think, you know, I think doing it as, I think they're doing it as quick as they can. I don't think there's any other way to do it any quicker. I think the, the, the thing to take note of, and obviously we know how much impact there is from the coronavirus on the economy right now, and, and obviously the lengths that uh, the federal government is going to right now to be able to make sure that businesses and people are, are are taken care of as much as they can possibly be. But the wide-ranging impact that we're talking about here, obviously the citizens with the checks, as you mentioned, small business, big business, hospitals, college students, child care, seniors, this literally goes on and on right now. How many different elements are being impacted at this point? Yeah, no, I, I mean, obviously, this is such a different situation than, say, you know, even, you know, I'm sure you remember from 08, 09, you know, there yep. was this big financial collapse, and then the businesses started closing, and people were losing jobs. Here, the government is saying, we need you to stay home, right? So it's like, um, in in I, I, for lack of a better term, it's kind of self-induced, right? The government is trying to pay people to stay home. 
and by encouraging people to stay home for for the health of the nation, that causes all all of these these um, ripple effects of the businesses closing because you know they they rely on people showing up every Tuesday night for their their burger and beer, yeah. those kinds of things. Those and so that's where this wide ranging thing is. And so the government, I think, rightfully is stepping in and saying, okay, look, we're going to support you through this because we need, everyone needs to stay home. And then we're going to try the best we can to keep those businesses aloft so that when Tommy opens back up, when it's healthy to go back out, that, that, that these businesses are still there. What about the big businesses? And a lot has been talked about that with the uh, amount of money that is, is set aside in this bill to really look at the big industries that have been uh, significantly impacted here in the U.S. And, and also the move to basically get an, a, an oversight board uh, in place to make sure that this is done correctly and that you don't have instances we've seen in the past of of companies getting support, but then using that money for, say, stock buybacks. Yeah, no, I think it's good, right? I think that this was one of the sticking points, I think, initially when we saw, again, we saw a lot of iterations over the last couple of weeks, um, where initially there wasn't any of that. And I think something that came out of which you know, was spearheaded by the Democrats, sort of saying, hey, look, if we're going to do this, we want to have certain limitations. You know, uh, CEO compensation, if you're going to take a loan, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing buybacks for, I think, 12 months or something like that. Um, the, the exact details have kind of changed on me. But I think that that's good, right? I mean, I think the idea is if you need it, we should give it to you. If you don't need it, you know, um, or, or you're going to use it for something else, that, that that's inappropriate and the government is doing its best to, to kind of keep a hold on there. You know, and, and to that, I think, you know, one of the one of the compromises that were, what were made is that there is kind of a, a corporate tax cut in the in this, um, yeah. you know, with with um, uh, sort of the way the net operating losses are used and and sort of a, a loosening of rules on interest deduction. Basically, if you did really well in 2019, you can take all of these losses this year and, and apply them to tax your tax liability last year. And so that's a little bit strange, but I think that that was a compromise so that there was no phase in on the check side. And that, that's something where I saw the Democrats, Republicans said, OK, there's trade-offs to get this thing through. And, and, and that's the trade-off that they made. Right. And, and, and I think a lot of people realize, and it's starting to be talked about more, and it was in the last couple of days, that there are some elements in this bill that are not directly linked to uh, the support to, uh, of businesses and Americans. It It does look like from what I've read, uh, there are a couple of elements that the both the Democrats and the Republicans wanted to have in this bill that may fall under that category of political pork. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think, I think you know, something like Boeing getting a lot of money, I think that that is probably you can make a reasonable argument. They do a lot of contracting, and obviously that's something that we want to maintain. So there's something there. But again, I think some of the, you know, Small business loans that maybe are going out to to businesses with 500 employees maybe is 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 not you know now are closing but there is some of that where it's like is that really small is that is what we're looking at and again you know the two big pieces I would think of is the net operating loss and the interest yeah. deduction those are rewarding businesses that did very well in 2019 you're basically saying we know you're going to take losses this year, which meant they would have no tax liability this year and would be able to carry that forward into 2021. But now we're going to let them go back to 2019 and reduce their their what they've already paid in tax. And so that's, right. a, that's a, a strange one to me. 
any um, other ideas uh, or areas, I should say, in your opinion, that, that maybe were not addressed or not addressed enough? Well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, again, so now I've said that, and I said I think that, that you know, again, I would, I would defer to, to the health professionals on this, but it's um, my understanding is that this could go on, you know, I know the president is talking about April 12th, Easter. My impression from what I've read is it's going to be longer than that, and I'm not sure – say four months for UI is, is enough. I'm not sure, you know, um, how quickly some of these businesses can get up to the caps on their loan, the 10 million loan. And so I think we're going to have to reevaluate in a couple of weeks and say, are we ready to, you know, health wise to open the, the economy back up essentially. Um, and if not extend the stuff. So that would be where I would say we could go deeper. Right. Um, you know, my expectation is that there'd be another set of checks, that, that sort of thing. Right. And, and then I guess that playing off of that, there is still is a, a belief, I think, by some people that while this is a, a two point two trillion dollar package and, and maybe uh, Jerome Powell kind of hinted at this this morning in an interview that he did, that the, the Fed is not done with, with the, the tools that they can use. But it also doesn't sound like uh, that the Congress and, and the Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, they realize that maybe there has to be a second package uh, similar to this, maybe smaller, down the road. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I think, you know, especially with the Fed, I think we, I, I would expect to see something like the, the, uh, the TARP uh, stuff that happened in 2009. The Fed takes equity in some, of these, in, in some of these businesses. And then over time, it actually reduces the cost because they, they essentially, quote, unquote, make money on, on having that equity. And yeah, I would think that, that the Fed will do some stuff. Obviously, there's nowhere to go with interest rates right now. So maybe it's sort of opening um, those, those lending windows to different places, making rates available to, to a wider set of, of, of folks, um, uh, which, again, is a, is a change from the Fed. But it, it's, I think, one of the levers that I would, again, I think you're right. Um, you know, we should expect to see that sort of thing in the coming weeks. Richard, as always, great to talk to you. Look forward to seeing you uh, back on campus at some point. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Stay healthy. Thank you, Richard. Richard Prisanzano of the Penn Wharton Budget Model. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.